Today, we're showing you how you can get started with coming up with a game plan to reach financial independence while raising your kids. Welcome to Simplify and Enjoy, the podcast and community focused on helping families have less stress and more options through minimalism and financial independence. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is sponsored by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Find out how at bankbetter.org. In this final episode for the season, I want to go back to a question I asked in the beginning. Is it possible to become financially independent or get on the path of financial freedom while you're raising your kids? Then I had gone over some myths people have about financial independence and the whole movement, including that you had to have a high income, not true, or that you have to be pinching pennies and clipping coupons obsessively, again, not true. Today, though, I want to lay out some strategies and ideas on how you can create a path to financial independence that reflects what you value and that you can pace it so you're also enjoying the journey there. Our kids are only young ones. And so if you want to do that, you have to have a plan, which is why I'm so happy Catherine Bryant is here. She's a financial advisor at Coastal's wealth management team. And she's going to share some crucial things you need to consider when you're crafting this plan. And I'm also going to share some takeaways that I got from speaking with an early retiree here in the Triangle area. I had done this conversation a while back, but it's still incredibly helpful for us on our journey. And I think it will help you as well. Through careful saving and planning, Justin and his wife managed to accumulate enough wealth to retire in their early 30s while raising three kids. So in this episode, we're going to look at big wins to focus in with your budget, why your savings rate and not income matters more when becoming financially independent, and some ideas on investing so that you can have that income during your retirement early or otherwise. I don't want you to put this off anymore. Let's get started. While financial independence is a conversation that comes up more and more as more stories are being featured, it still, for a lot of families, feels out of reach. And I think that's understandable because a lot of times the stories that are shown uh, present a picture maybe with a couple or a family that makes a pretty healthy income. And then they drastically cut their spending and they're able to retire in a short amount of time. And yes, there are are families that do that and within the community that's the path they take and they're happy with it but that's not the whole story when you dig into financial independence financial freedom when you're talking to families and couples that are creating a path that fits them you see that there's so many different ways different paces that you can go about with this journey towards financial independence but if you talk to them, whether they're high income earners, whether they live in a big city or rural area or suburbs, there are a few commonalities. And one of them is not so much focusing on your income. That definitely is a factor. Don't get me wrong. But they're going to talk to you about savings rate. That is a huge thing. How much of the income you have coming in is being saved and invested so you can have an income stream when you retire early or you can have an income stream as that safety net to become financially free. And when you're optimizing your expenses, you have a decision to make. Where should you focus your attention? 
Now, some people will tell you to skip the lattes and these little bits and pieces of your budget. And I do think that we have to examine like those money leaks. But if you are busy, if you are raising kids, you probably have your hands full already. And you're looking for wins that will give you a significant push in the direction you want. And so there are three major expenses that a lot of families, if they optimize, will put them on the road to financial freedom and maybe independence. And the three areas are housing, transportation, and food. And you may have noticed that this season we talked about two of those expenses in detail, about housing and about eating well on a budget. That's because I know personally for us, those were the major expenses that we needed to nail down. And I've done dozens of interviews with early retirees or families that are on that path and housing was a huge win for them. To be able to have that high savings rate, they needed to cut the big expenses. And when I talked to Justin, that was also another huge win for their family. We thought we were going to have kids pretty soon. So we went, we went ahead and bought the house that we thought we would need uh, to raise you know, somewhere between one kid and six kids. We didn't know at the time how many kids we would want to have. Uh, so we ended up having three kids and we're done. But, but we focused on buying a house that we knew we could afford at the time easily. Um, and then knowing that Hey, you know, we can fix it up over time. We can, we can do a little bit each year as, as our incomes grow, as we have more money coming in, um, that, that we can, we'll be able to afford to fix it up. And, and, you know, we're, it's a work in progress. It's always going to be a work in progress. The house is, uh, getting close to 50 years old now. Uh, but, but it's really just the mortgage when we started out was four or $500 a month. It just wasn't a very large mortgage. It's, it's the kind of thing where our mortgage payment ended up at $1,200 a month, but, by the time it was 1200 per month, we were both earning a lot more than my sole salary when we first started out right out of college. So uh, our household income was, uh, you know, went from 48000 to both of us working and making a lot more. So we were making, um, you know, maybe 120000 a year. So so $1,200 a month on $120,000 income is, is very doable, but that would have definitely would have been harder when we were fresh out of college. Now I realize that You might be listening and you already bought the house and you might be thinking, okay, well, we can't change that. But do this exercise. What percentage of your gross pay and your take-home pay is going to housing? And after looking at that and seeing that number, talk it over. Is there a way for you guys to significantly save, maybe move to a different neighborhood, maybe downsize? or maybe moving somewhere else nearby that doesn't have an HOA that's eating up your housing expenses. Now, this isn't going to happen overnight, but it's something to consider because if you want to go for this big win, you got to go for the big expenses. Another expense for a lot of families, and when we were first married, this was definitely a burden on her tight budget, was transportation, talking car loans. For many families, it's the norm to go ahead and get a car loan. But when we paid off the Jetta, we decided as a family we were going to change things up. We were going to save ahead for our cars. And now we do buy them with cash. And it sounds crazy, but it's been fantastic. You can still find great deals on cars that will last for years. Again, I know this is not an overnight decision to make. But this is something to talk about. Is there a way for you to downsize if you have two car loans to one 
or is there a way for you to start planning now so once that car is paid off you start building a fund so the next car that you get is with cash or a very small car loan and finally let's talk just a little bit about that third expense food it's a necessity obviously but with a lot of families and we were guilty of this for a while too it wasn't necessarily their groceries it was those lunches out it was those dinners on the way home because you were tired and yes on top of that you go out for dates or family nights and then it adds up it doesn't take much but if you learn some foundational culinary skills you can have some delicious meals at home for a fraction of the price of what you would pay at a restaurant and when you do go out you're going to be looking for those special experiences so they mean more we we cook almost all the meals at home we just got done cooking pad thai tonight from scratch uh, but just saving a lot of money by not going out to eat, but still having pretty crazy, amazing de- uh, meals at home uh, just because we spent time learning how to cook. Uh, so really food, housing, and transportation, those three things are the big ones for everyone's expenses. And keeping those three costs low uh, goes a long way towards saving a lot of money. So if you have a chance, please go back and listen to those episodes about how to be a frugal foodie and how to get a great deal when you're buying a house because those are going to put you in a strong position. But just saving money isn't enough. If you're trying to develop an income stream while you're retired, whether it's traditional retirement or early retirement, you've got to have a plan and you've got to invest wisely, which is why Catherine suggests sitting down with a financial planner and crafting that blueprint. One answer that'll keep popping up is do a financial plan because the financial plan basically will put it all together for you and it will basically tell you if you're going to run out of money, it's going to happen close to this year. There's no, it's not linear. It's not absolute. Yeah. But if you stay on the same track that you're on, this is throughout the accumulation stage and the income stage, what you could uh, plan on happening uh, throughout retirement. And it, it'll it'll tell you whether you're going to have a shortfall or whether you're in good place and maybe you can do some estate or legacy planning. Mm-hmm. But it really gets down to your financial independence comes from the knowledge that you're going to have about where you are financially today, what it's going to look like when you do retire, and how do you transition to that income source. So financial plan. Whether you're going for a traditional or an early retirement, having those accounts like your 401k and your IRAs set up and where you're contributing as much as you can is a smart move. If you are thinking of retiring early, you do need to have additional accounts set up and contributing towards. So if your plan really is, if a member is really looking to pl- uh, retire before 59 and a half, mm-hmm. uh, if they don't have um, a, a bucket of income producing resources, mm-hmm. then they're going to have to create that themselves. And the best way to do that is to do based on their risk tolerance and based on what their goals are, you know, meet with a financial advisor, open a brokerage account mm-hmm. and start actively contributing to that. Um, you know, you can even contribute um, on a monthly basis, just have some money sweep in there each month so that as you're nearing that early retirement, you're going to have an idea of what money is going to be available to you that's not going to be penalized or come out and create a tax 
event for you. Um, a lot of times we have clients that create a, a sleeve of dividend paying stocks. Uh -huh. you know, yeah. So they'll hold on to those. They'll just take the dividend off of them. We meet with clients and they've inherited mm -hmm. a portfolio of dividend paying stocks. So it just really for the people that are trying to plan to retire early, uh, your point about not being able to access some of those retirement plans with restrictions on it, you know, saving outside of that, you can do it in a brokerage account and just make sure that everything is growing and working while you're still working. Now, we're not going to get into specific financial and investing advice because we each have unique circumstances. It's really helpful to have a financial professional look over with you not only your plans for investment, but are there any tax benefits that you can take advantage of? I do, however, want to highlight something that Justin told me because I've heard this from a lot of early retirees, which is building a portfolio that is diversified and that's simple to contribute towards and follow. Yeah, I think you, you can probably summarize it in one sentence. Uh, buy a low-cost, diversified set of investments from around the world. Uh, and, and you implement this, or at least I do. Um, we're, we're talking about Vanguard, Vanguard mutual funds or ETFs, uh, passive index funds that have very low cost uh, expense ratios, under 0.2% in general. I think if you pick two or three funds, like a total market index in the US, a total international index, and a bond fund, those are, you know, those three funds, you can create an extremely powerful investment portfolio. But it's really just focusing on that passive investment, letting the market grow over time, take advantage of low costs, take advantage of tax efficiency, um, and, you know, put in more money each year and let it grow over 10 or 20 years, and you'll end up with a lot of money. However you create your plan for financial freedom and independence, just please make sure that it reflects what you value and what matters most to you. Special thanks to Catherine for being part of this episode. If you're looking to get a financial review to have someone help you out with planning the best path for you and your family's finances, and you live in the Triangle area, please check out Coastal's wealth management team. They would love to work with you with your specific circumstances. So whether you're at the beginning of your journey or further down the road, they are excited and eager to help. I'm going to include their contact information in the show notes as well as other resources that we mentioned. And please, please check out Root of Good. It's one of my favorite sites, not just for tidbits about financial independence, but I enjoy seeing how Justin and his family have carved out their path. He has some fantastic posts about their family trips abroad and how they're able to score some great deals. And speaking about carving out your own path, I can't believe we just finished this first season. Thank you so much. I've had a lot of fun with this and I'm already thinking about and brainstorming ideas for the next season, but I want to include you in it. If you have a question you want to answer or topic you want covered, please join our community over at simplifyandenjoy.com. We also have a free and private Facebook community called Thriving Families, where we swap ideas and help each other out on our own journeys. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.